to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 181 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. And if you're wondering why Chris sounds funny, it's not that he's drunk. He has a bung tooth right now. Yes, a bit of slurring going on, I think. Bit of slurring. He's hopefully going to get that fixed well before his trip to Melbourne tomorrow morning early. Yeah, but I'm leaving today. Yep, no- <laughs> nothing like that happening just before you go on a trip. And remember, guys, episode 182, when he comes back, that's when we're playing Chris Bingo. I don't know if Chris has seen it, but it is on Facebook. The form's there to fill out. The template's there. I'm ready to go. It's going to be epic. So remember, go check out uh, the Chris and Sam podcast on Facebook. Fill out the form if you want to add in any guesses of what Chris is going to get up to in Melbourne. I'll add them into a bingo board just for you. They're going to be randomized. So everyone will get a different one. And I'll email it out to you before next week's episode. <laughs> Should be fun, actually. I, I did share it on my Facebook, but I didn't know if you had the whole thing done there. Yes, right. no, I've done it now. Uh, but I, I just, I really have to start this off because I'm super freaking excited. <laughs> it's not exciting. It is. You have no idea. You have no idea. I hope it's in good condition. And uh, who knows? Anyway, so in my hand, sitting in front of me on the podcast desk here in the podcast studio, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff everywhere, including a big pile of polystyrene, but that's not the exciting bit. The exciting bit is an E180 Silver Shadow High Output High Resolution VHS Extra High Grade Tape. And on the side of it is a sticker that someone's printed out. I'm going to read it to you, and you might be able to hear the excitement in my voice. The marriage of Alan and Christopher Hanlon, 5th of November, 1994. <laughs> We're going to try and digitize so, this bad boy. So while Sam was away, um, I, um, I led another room in the, uh, in the mansion. <laughs> That's right, that's right. <laughs> and uh, it was full of stuff. I haven't told you where all your stuff is yet. I don't know if you saw. Under the stairs. Good, okay. So um, I had to move all the stuff, and going through a bunch of stuff, I found this uh, video of our wedding, uh, and on the spur of the moment, I just left it on Sam's podcast desk uh, without really thinking much about it, and he just saw it now, and I was surprised at the reaction. <laughs> I think I think once it's digitized and chopped up, we can all appreciate the wedding of Chris from 1994. Holy shit. And some research has to go into how to do this. And I know you've got the VHS player down there. Yeah. Because it yeah. was upstairs, so I don't need to track one of them down. Yeah. Good. Um, Good. Okay. How long is it? Do you know? Off the top I of your head? I honestly have no idea. Because I assume it's just like, let's oh, just record everything and hear some speeches yeah, from some people. It's probably long, long That's, and boring. Probably not even worth watching. It's going to be worth watching. <laughs> I'm going to get the best bits out of it. I guess edited it could be palatable. <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be some edits you could do to make me look hilarious. That's right. Hey, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Do some special effects on your eyes. See if Chris' eyes were working back then. Oh, God. Um, so the expanse was to be cancelled 
they weren't going to cancel it, and now someone else has picked it up. Last right? I heard, um, and it was our friend Lush Monster, I said, oh, did you hear expenses being cancelled? He goes, no, Jeff Bezos has picked it up. Amazon's picked it up because Jeff Bezos is a big fan. And you know he's a big space nerd, right? He was one of the... The guys that ran one of the um, what do they call them? Young NASA people. Yeah, was at school I mean, and stuff. I mean, yeah. if anybody's going to save a show, it's going to be the richest man in the world. Is he? Uh, um, he. I mean, he'd be close. I'm sure. But yeah, I think he is. I think it keeps jostling between him and some other dude. Oh, cool. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I mean, and I would imagine he's making a bit of money out of the book sales anyway. So uh, it's a, it's Not a win much, win. <laughs> uh, I think I watched like 20 minutes of one episode, but I know you were all over it. Oh, I love it. And and I think the fan base was really huge. Like the mm. the amount of support that came out, even well, the everybody was going on about the Brooklyn Nine Nine Nine, and um, you heard about that, right? No, what happened with Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh, that was, was cancelled, and they all the fan base went freaking nuts. And within thirty hours, yeah, they got signed by another network because of the reaction of the fan base. That's awesome. I like that show. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, Jeremy did come back and say, hey, are you doing, like, is Chris Bingo like the one with Boyle of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, yeah I, I haven't watched much Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I'm like you in reverse with Expanse. I've yeah, seen yeah. one episode, I think. It was all right. I like Terry Crews. I think he's awesome. He is. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Girl Guides are going to stop selling their biscuits. I think this is the last year you'd be able to buy them. Uh, they sort of said, that's not really our core business. And, uh, but and loads of people went. Oh, what do you call business then? <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> that's all I know about you. You're the people with the biscuits. <laughs> no, but it'll be interesting to see how that pans out for them money-wise. I well, assume they made a ton of money from it. I'm not you'd hope so. Who knows? Talking about a ton of money, you've got here that Fortnite is um, investing into esports. Yeah, so um, there's a link to a story there. Um, oh, just so everybody knows, my phone died uh, just before this thing. I realised I it, hadn't charged it. It doesn't matter. It still sounds exactly the same as if you were reading. The th- oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so anyway, I have got a story there. Um, but yeah, basically, Fortnite, uh, who's it? Epic Games? Epic Games, yeah. Epic they've games, been yeah. Uh, pummeling everybody with this game. You can play it on mobile, on everything else. Yeah, so they, they've uh, put up $100 million for um, prizes for esports in the, I think it's next year. Oh, sorry. I Yeah, I was going to say $100 million doesn't sound like much to run esports, but now that's prize money. No, that's prize yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. But that's equivalent to all the prize money from all the games two years ago. No, no. Almost. Larger than the top 10 eSport prize pools of 2017 combined. Okay, seven. That's, that's even more impressive. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was pretty good. I knew I should have read the story. But um, yeah, so uh, I thought that was good. Now, I've watched Sam play Fortnite. I haven't not tried it myself. I'm, it's nah, doesn't really appeal to me that much. But um, Sam obviously likes it, and so do millions i would say of other people yeah i haven't played it for a long time um but <coughs> it says they're going to have further plans coming out for the actual how the competition will work and how the more inclusive tournament mode will be um than what it already is and what platforms <laughs> will be eligible because at the moment imagine going up for these hundred million dollar things in a mobile tournament right on your phone <laughs> yeah. the phone would melt It'd be great. Yeah, um, so I, I see Rocket League in beta tournament mode now. So you can set up, you know how you, you play sort of casual or you can play um, 
uh, ranked. Yeah, yeah. They also have tournament mode, which I think I'm not exactly sure how it goes, but I think it's you get a team together and you play as a team. So um, yeah, uh, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Hey, uh, <coughs> Netflix has announced they're going to spend the most money they've ever have. On a movie. Have you heard about it? No, no. It's called Six Underground. Okay. Ryan Reynolds is starring in it and Michael Bay's directing it. So expect heaps of explosions and lens flares everywhere. Yeah. Um, With some quirky comments. Because I saw Deadpool 2 and it's awesome. It's definitely worth seeing. Very good. So, because Bright, the movie that we liked, and you can check that out on our show notes where we talked about it, that cost him $90 million before marketing costs. This one's going to be about $150 million. Yeah. So it's quite a bit of... You know, quite yeah. an investment it's on their part. More than an esports prize pool. And apparently, <laughs> yep, uh, it says here, apparently it revolves around six billionaires who fake their own deaths and form an elite team to take down bad guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope they have cameos with like old buff Jeff Bezos running around. <laughs> like That would be the best day. Oh, no, he won't because it'll be Netflix. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that would have been funny. Yeah, but, yeah. They should have a character that sort of looks like him. Uh, and they should have Donald Trump apply, and then they go, but no, so just for billionaires. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, know, you know, they'll send him a letter and say, sorry, we did agree upon that thing, but you can't do it anymore. <laughs> Much like what he's been doing with North Korea, I understand. Yeah, yes, yes. So there's a letter in there. There's a link to the letter. Um, I'll get you to read it out because I can't read. I can't talk very well. But um, Donald Trump cancelled the meeting with um, Kim Jong-un two days ago, right? At at the time we're recording this. So it might be old news by the time you've heard this. But what's hilarious is that he dictated the letter they sent to him. I want you to read out the letter. Okay, here we go. Uh, It must be this, but I was very much looking forward to being there with you. No, there's uh, there's an image of the whole letter on that page. Might open in a tweet. Hang on. Oh, there it is. Oh, right. Dear Mr. Chairman? Yeah. Hang on. The internet's working. Here we go. Oh, no, I think it's going to crap out. Hang on. That's because my good modem crapped out while you were away, and you were away, so you didn't fix it, you bugger. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. All my fault. (laughs) So it's the old crappy modem. That old crappy modem, I think, could survive a nuclear fallout. Yeah. You just plug it in, just keep going. The other one, like... It, it, it fell off like four times off the bench, the other one, The other one rains, <coughs> it rains or something, and it doesn't like it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh, it's a long letter. Dear Mr. Chairman, we greatly appreciate your time, patience, and effort with respect to our recent negotiations and discussions relative to a summit long sought by both parties, which was scheduled to take place on June the 12th in Singapore. We were informed that the meeting was requested by North Korea, but that to us is totally irrelevant. I was very much looking forward to being there with you. Sadly, based on the tremendous anger and open hostility displayed in your most recent statement, I feel it is inappropriate at this time to have this long-planned meeting. Therefore, please let this letter to serve to represent that the Singapore summit, for the good of both parties, but to the detriment of the world, will not take place. You talk about your nuclear capabilities, but ours are so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. What? (laughs) I felt a wonderful dialogue was building up between you and me, and ultimately, it is only that dialogue that matters. Someday, I look very much forward to meeting you. 
In the meantime, I want to thank you for the release of the hostages who are now home with their families. That was a beautiful gesture and was very much appreciated. If you change your mind having to do with this most important summit, please do not hesitate to call me or write. The world, and North Korea in particular, has lost a great opportunity for lasting peace and great prosperity and wealth. This missed opportunity is a truly sad moment in history. Sincerely yours, Donald J. Trump. Uh. <laughs> it, it reads like a It's le- like a, a weird be- breakup letter or <laughs> I've done it's, it's, Half of it's like a It doesn't make sense eh? the, the grammar's so bad that you're going Hang on, is that one sentence? Is that two sentences? Like it's just Half of it's like a weird um, Thanks for applying for a job but you didn't get it uh, And then half of it's like a breakup letter And then half of it's Oh by the way, thanks for the hostages Also I've got better nuclear but they blew up a whole bunch of their tunnels, eh? No. Oh, so in that story, if you go check it out, they North Korea, they agreed to... They said, oh, we'll, we'll come to the meeting and we're going to scrap our nuclear capabilities. <laughs> and they started blowing up all these tunnels and all this nuclear stuff. And they've done that. And then he sent that letter and now they're like, oh. So I don't know how crippled they are now. Uh, you know what? I think sparked it. I'm not sure 100% because I've only heard bits and pieces. But um, Kim Jong-un's... Um, ambassador or national secretary of something or other um, was uh, made disparaging remarks about Pence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the vice president. And so if that's his reaction to that, that's really sad because Mike Pence is a uh, tool. I'm trying to think of a nice thing I can say on him. That's right. Hey, would you, do you think, it would? what do you reckon about a clear wheelie bin? Like a wheelie bin mm. that you can see into? So the idea is they're doing it in Western Australia. Blenheim here in New Zealand's looking at looking at how it goes for them, and it's not about shaming people with the waste and their recycling. It's about having that open conversation and saying, "Hey, so they're actually putting all these clear wheelie bins, which look really different." Yeah. And it says, "Face your waste on them." That's their little um, slogan, yeah. and um, yeah, so they're trialing them. But I don't know; it'd be interesting. Um, I, yeah, I suppose it makes for recycling sense. bins. Just it's, the, yeah, the, recycling bins. Yeah, it, uh, the way I read it is just recycling. So you can say, oh, actually, that. But what's the point of doing it on the recycling bins? Because they're they're being recycled. Like it makes sense to do it on the others, and you go, you should be recycling that. But if you put it in the recycling bins, you go, good on you, you're recycling that. Like you know what I mean? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that social pressure or sense of shame, making sure. I think it's because then you can look down the street and go. Oh my god! They've recycled all that stuff. Like you can see, oh, I you can see, see and you'll so be like, and you'll be like, oh, oh I, I didn't realize. That yeah, I didn't realize that went into that bin. But our recycling bins are like um, uh, one foot tall and don't have a lid, so anyone can see them anyway. I know, I know. <laughs> but but in other parts of the country, so Christchurch and Rotorua, they've got big wheelie bins. You get three of them. Oh wow! You get a big wheelie bin for general rubbish. You get another wheelie bin for recycling, and that's what Rotorua's got. And Christchurch actually gives you another bin, which is part of the council thing, and it's green waste oh, for good. lawn clippers. They should do green waste, like um, fruits and stuff like that, to, to go into, um, well, you know, uh, to avoid the whole <sighs> carbon creation thing that Kaivolution saves. That's right. right. Look at him go. Look at him go. Talking about uh, <laughs> amazing people and talks and stuff. Tech Week's been happening this week all around the country. Yes. Um, so and Chris went and I don't know if he embarrassed himself or what he did, but he was at a TEDx salon 
event. Yeah, no, I spoke for 90 minutes yesterday, so you can just see how bad that would have been. No, I, I didn't do most of the speaking, thankfully. I was just uh, uh, interviewing some very interesting people. So Shelley Davies I've uh, shared a stage with in the past. Um, Shelley's a uh, local girl. She did a TEDx Tauranga talk last year, actually. Very good. And so we just talked about language and use of jargon and um, getting your point across if you've got a technical idea, because that's her communications her thing so it went really well very Brandon good was uh, very intense very in-depth knowledge on um data um what do you call it uh, machine learning and ai uh we had we had a bit of a wide-ranging conversation did he come that. across as at any point in that talk did you wonder if he was a robot <laughs> um uh, that that could have been that could have been noticed it's funny because um He's a lot more uh, person. Uh, what's the word? Animated than he was on stage. I think uh, he got a little freaked on stage. Yeah, just a, yeah. Just a tad. Especially if he's not used to it. Yeah, and, and I don't know what. Um, oh, but I mean, he's done a lot of um, presentations around the world. Um, yeah, but if you're ta- yeah, but if you're talking about something super geeky to a bunch of other super geeky people, you could become across as freaking. You know, you could put a cardboard cutout there with just the voice blaring. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so it was good good content. And, and poor bugger, um, we um, we had a bit of a delay with the, the food thing. So our 20-minute interview ended up almost 40 minutes. Because yeah, keep going, going, stretch it out, keep stretch going. It out. And I'm like, I've run out of questions that I pre-prepared. How Here's was- a stupid one I just thought up now. And that went real well. <laughs> there was a few stupid questions. How was the... Yeah, I... I bet. How was the food then after that wait? Oh, the food, food was fantastic. Uh, Good George was a sponsor. They were there helping us out with some beers. Um, and we had, uh, it was at the uh, Waikato Innovation Park, and that was an amazing venue. I've never been there before. It was really good because we were sitting in front of the screen. Yeah. The screen was backlit. Oh, cool. Pro- back projection. Yeah. Because we were all worried about it. So we actually even had slides that cut it off so it wouldn't blind us. And yeah, we yeah. found out there was, so it was fine. Um, so it was pretty cool. And um, the third speaker was James uh, Hutchinson um, from, because the other one was Brandon Hutchison. And this one's James Hutchinson. Because, you know, if I want to make it hard for myself, I'll just pick people with similar names. I, anyway. Next time you need similar first and last names. <laughs> Chris yeah. Stevenson or Steve Christensen. <laughs> Jesus. Something like that. That would be terrible. <laughs> That'll be great. I, I think I got it right on the night, so that's the main thing. But um, yeah, um, James is awesome. He uh, runs Kiwi Net or the Kiwi Innovation Network and um, basically gets scientists with great ideas and moves them did to you, commercialization. You probably didn't, but did you or did anyone talk about the government role of chief technology officer? And they, no. they haven't filled it. They had 150 people apply. One of those people was Nat. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Nat Talkington. Yeah, because he, 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 I think he wrote something, and I can't remember, it was a long time ago, but he was like, he basically listed all the stuff he'd done, and he goes, apparently, that's worth nothing. Like, they didn't even want to talk to me. So wow. anyway, so they that would be great. So mm, yeah, so they went, uh, had 150 people apply for that role. They didn't find anybody suitable. And now they're re-advertising it. So I don't exactly know what they're after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this guy, uh, James, is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I really want to keep in touch with him and, and catch up with him again. Very so, good. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, he says, you know what's moving on? 24 hours and a lemon. Oh, right. 
Uh, I vaguely saw something online briefly about it, and you've got a piece of highlighted paper. Did you do research? I have research. Are you all right? <laughs> Chris may be having a stroke. <laughs> no, um, 24 hours of lemons NZ. So, you know, 24 hour Le Mans? Yes. Well, this is 24 hours of lemons. Yes. Um, so, so, what's the. What's you, you've met uh, my co worker, Kieran, the. He's currently, I met him for about 20 seconds at, yes. Yes. So he's into cars, racing yeah, yeah. cars, and racing on the track, has a race car and stuff. So this is what it is. Is he taking part in this? Yes. And it's... You, did you go to Relay for Life with us at any no. point? But you've heard of it. Yes. Wow. Okay, so it's a little bit like that. It's for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with cars. That sounds so way better than... Ch- so much fun. Okay, go. Okay, so... Uh, just when you thought racing in a motorsport team on an international racetrack was reserved for the rich playboys, along comes 24 hours of lemons. Now that we've launched a God in God's zone, let's chuck a few facts and figures your way to avoid any Confucius. Exactly how it spread. Okay. Um, we run at least three lemons events per year, so once you've spent your cash on a precious lemon, you can use it multiple times. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the spirit of lemons is to build and drive a crappy but fun car on a pro track oh. for the whole weekend and see if it and your team can last the distance. Um, there are no major prices for being the fastest, loudest, most laps, or expensive entries. In fact, the biggest accolades go to the teams that have the most fun and dress up. Themes are unlimited. Uh, each team must consist of a car, duh, uh, and that's what's written there, uh, and five or more drivers plus any pit support crew. Um, you've just got to get a driver's license, and the race will require a race license, which we arrange before each thing. Okay. Your car has to be under $1,000. I was going to say, there must be a limit on it. So if you rock up with a $1,000 car, you're like, <laughs> you know, fancy. Yeah, um, but th- so the boys, um, Kieran's team, they've got they they all buy their stuff from a certain shop. So this shop's like, okay, we'll give you uh, breaks and we'll give you this and this. Oh, and this really? Sponsorship. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty good. Um, you got an entry fee for the car of five hundred seventy nine. You got an entry fee per driver of five hundred seventy nine. So it's not. Oh, whoa. Real cheap. But they're making a bit of money um, for charity. What? And an entry fee for the pit crew um, of $89 each. Yeah. Um, we provide an in-car um, radio for each team, so the driver uh, and, a, and an air receiver yep. can receive uh, instructions from track officials, general abuse, and the occasional crackly <laughs> pirate radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm assuming they're doing this Hampton Downs? And it's Yes, Hampton Downs. Um, they do it in different places around New Zealand, but Hampton Downs is the one they want to go to. The Prostate Cancer Foundation is their charity partner. I was just going to ask so who was their charity partner. Yep. Um, and there's a bunch of things, but they're basically stock. The cars basically stock. Do they have to do anything to it? Do they have to move the battery? Uh, they have to put in a roll cage, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the case. Um, Lemons Racing is strictly non-contact. Any dirtbags that want to play rough will get their ears pulled and forced to watch Ellen reruns with their eyelids taped open. Um, <laughs> if you do spend more than $999 on your car, yep. and it's obvious, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't race. But be prepared to get hassled by guys in cheaper cars, and the judges' scrutineers will probably mess with you all weekend, giving out crazy penalties and punishments, which can cost you track time. Very good. And Sounds pretty hard case. Part, uh, spectators and cheerleaders are free. Excellent. So, 
Yeah, keep, check it out. I reckon it'll be fun. I'm quite keen to go and see these guys race. And um, yeah. we, we, do you know when it's happening? Um, they just he went to one and saw it, and so they're doing one. It's it's not for like six months or something. So oh, okay, cool. I'll let, so I'll let you know. Uh, but I think there's a website. You just have to um, Google lemons of New Zealand. Very good. Sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's really good. My brother-in-law, years and years ago, when he worked for a big company in Tauranga, the boss just goes, oh, we're into the demolition derby. Nice. And they had three or four cars. And there's quite a bit you got to do to those. Mm-hmm. The batch has got to be in the boot and roll cage and all this other stuff. But yeah, so they went in for like a free-for-all demo derby thing. There was like 40 cars or something stupid in the track at the mount. And... Um, yeah, it was good. You just keep driving around until you can't drive anymore. I think it's a great sort of thing to do for um, people that work together. So we did um, Relay for Life for yeah, that yeah. reason. So you're working together on a different project. You really get to know people. It's a really good way to do it. And doing it with cars, I think it would be really cool. Car- be cars would be great because you're spending, what, say almost $600 per person. That's five people, three grand. Yeah, and then the car, car, four grand, and then bits and pieces. So five grand all up. Yeah, but the team, just the team team building, and you, and it doesn't matter. You just put some random person that doesn't know how to drive properly in the car. (laughs) Yeah, and you can paint the car up with your your work logo. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if you can. uh, switch out drivers whenever. Yeah, because um, I'm just cause one- I asked him that, yeah. and he said they usually they plan on doing two hours at a time. Rotate. I know. Two I'm hours. just wondering if you've got some like. Imagine if you just had random people driving, and it was just some terrible office person. Like she freaked out after like a yeah. little while yeah. or whatever. You don't have to rotate them specifically. He said. Um, I think there might be a limit to how long one person can drive for safety reasons. Um, obviously, you, you don't want somebody driving for 12 hours on the track or something. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it sounds really cool. I'm, I'm quite keen. That'd be cool to check out. I'm pretty keen on that. Uh, coming up, we've got – well, actually, we've got some Chris and Sam podcast business cards coming. Mm. Um, now, if you uh, listen to other great podcasts, you will know of Guy and Harley. And if you don't, check them out. Uh, our business cards are nothing like theirs. Uh, yeah, we we are dressed. <laughs> we have clothes on. We're, we're, <laughs> no, we're, we're not even on the business card. Oh, that's right. It's just the logo, yeah. Chris. Oh, yeah. What, See, you, I was going, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah, I know. Even better. Uh, so that was good. So they'll be here soon. And coming up in a couple of weeks, we somehow wangled ourselves into the um, field days. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm looking forward to that. I've told the boss I'm taking a day off for that. I've applied for my days off. I'm not sure if I've got them yet. Right. I'm, um, I probably will. Uh, I might still end up going to work and doing some ordering, then go to the field days, but that's right. That's right. And you're going to this Melbourne food thing. We've talked about it the other week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go and find a dentist right now, get my tooth uh, filed Good down luck with so that. it stops ripping my tongue apart um, in my mouth as I speak. Um, then uh, tonight I'm driving up, or well, this afternoon I'm driving up to Auckland, Stay at a hotel at the airport. I, f- I don't know if I told you this. I fly out uh, before 6 or six a.m. tomorrow. Yes. We've got all day Sunday. I told you I'm coming back on Thursday. I arrive at... I thought you were back earlier. Anyway, well, carry on. no, actually, I said Wednesday, but it's I leave 6.35 p.m. Wednesday there. Arrive oh, all right. uh, half past midnight Thursday morning here and start at work at 4.30. What could go wrong? Um... <laughs> Good I, I'm going to go to work, do my ordering, go home, 
get a nap. And then um, we've got a load of uh, TEDx uh, coaching that night because, because you know, Chris, you've been away for a week, so we've just stacked it up for Thursday when you get back. <laughs> good, good thinking. Good thinking there, Chris. What could go wrong? It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, my apologies in advance to the guys I'm coaching. There you go. No, it'd be fine. No, it'd be good. So we're looking forward to it. Remember, Chris Bingo. Now, if you want to take part, you need to submit some ideas of uh, what Chris is going to get up to. There's a sample on the Facebook page. Check us out, the Chris and Sam podcast on Facebook. Uh, and you fill out the little form. And there's actually, I'll put a box in there. Is there anything you'd like to tell Chris? So I'm waiting for some uh, feedback on that. <laughs> and um, I will send you out your own bingo card. Uh, if not, it'll just be me playing. And that's fine. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned it to um, uh, Jolie, the boss's wife. Oh my god, she's hilarious. Oh, oh my, does she? Don't, oh, that's don't, good. Good. Don't be, um, don't be going on there. Don't and don't ever listen to her podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to make her. I, I will. I'm going to just give her a bingo card. And yeah, and you and she just say you can only ever listen to this one episode. No, she's good. That'll be cool. So that brings us to the end of this episode, Chris. Cool. Um, also, I do uh, are keen to hear some feedback about last week's episode. Um, I listened to it. I'm I'm not 100 sure that it was a great idea. Um, hey, it was the first. I, it made me laugh, but I mean, oh I, yeah, yeah, actually, do uh, yeah, you are correct. Give us some feedback on that because we're not 100 sure. That was the first time we'd done that. I was going to suggest we should do a poll on Facebook and go, ah, yeah, that was amazing, do another one, or, nah, well, if you did another one, I wouldn't mind, or don't you ever dare do that again, just that sort of But if you if you do think it's a good idea for a backup episode, let us know what you want us to watch. Is there a movie? <laughs> and it's not going to be Two Girls in a Cup. What? No, why did you go to that? There's something going that's on. That's the last time I was on a podcast with you guys. That's where I first heard of it. You maybe watched it. Don't, <laughs> it's terrible. Don't be like that. Don't be like he's still scarred. You know what will make him better? You know what will make him feel better? The marriage of Chris. Oh. 1994. I'm going to look forward to um, setting all that up and looking at it. Oh, my God. Uh, and so until next time, make sure to check out thechrisandsampodcast.com for all the show notes, all the other bits and pieces, and anything else that I can think of putting up there. Actually, oh no, I'll cover it next week. Doesn't matter. Okay. See ya. All right. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.